0: Welcome to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Podcast in Scottsdale, my Arizona. Background. We growing are Christian up disciples in mission in different towns in Arizona. And one of the towns I grew up and we moved there in 8th and ninth grade as I was growing up was a, a little mining town just west of Prescott called Baghdad, Arizona. I had two mines then and it, at the height of it the population when we were there was about 3,000 people. And that was an experience as a young boy to learn what it's like to live in a small town. One of the things is I can still remember my brother and I walking as new people to school for the first day and the entire school looking at us. Things like that happen in the small town. And one of the things, as much as I love living in small towns, one of the challenges is everybody knows everybody else's business. One of the ways you do that is at the dinner table, and it just kind of happens, where maybe my sisters would say, did you hear the Johnsons bought a new car? The the Garcias uh, bought a new kitty cat. You know, another family's getting a divorce, or they're moving away, or grandma's very ill. And that's kind of how you learned about people. And the thing is, is that there's not much privacy in small towns. You know, it was very similar with that in Jesus' time. A lot of people being secret and deceptive. Jesus really didn't have much privacy in then, and neither did the people there. In fact, even when he tried to go into the desert, they would follow him and find out what are you up to? What are you doing? Children were used as a way to spy on people. Because they didn't trust what people were doing. And that's how they found out what people were doing. The understanding was: if you didn't know what people were up to, they must be up to no good. And they're going to do something that's going to damage the community. So being secretive, but having your children protect your own family secrets was very important. That's why when Jesus is upset with the disciples for shooing the way the children, it isn't just that Jesus loved children, even though he did. He wanted to tell everyone that he had nothing to hide. Let the children come so that they can tell everyone what I'm about. It was hard to know who's telling the truth when everyone's secretive and deceptive, and that people had to figure out what ways can you say something that you know that you're telling the truth. And people would call upon the name of God and say, as God is my witness, what I'm telling you is true. That's why one of the commandments is, don't take the Lord's name in vain. You and I always kind of confess that and think, well, I said the bad word, it was a cuss word. But sometimes we don't associate that real understanding of that commandment using God's name to perpetuate a lie out of our mouths. God's against that, especially in in an area where he talks about revealing everything, that there'll be no secrets one day, and everything we've done that we thought was in the dark that no one knew is going to be revealed. To those who aren't humble, to those who don't seek forgiveness from God or know that they need God in their lives, Or they just live selfishness lives. That's a scary thing. That God doesn't look very good then. How can God reveal those things? I'm going to be embarrassed and I'm not looking forward to that day. But anyone who confesses sins and are humble and know that we just need God to help us. Even when we struggle with daily sins. Jesus is teaching us we don't have to be afraid of that. Jesus prior to these verses in today's gospel from Matthew talks about what real honor is for men and women to receive. As he is speaking to the Pharisees, they seek honor by fasting and almsgiving and praying. And they do that specifically so that they win honor, so that people will say, wow, they are holy. They are special. They are really doing something that God is pleasing with them. And that was their intent. Jesus isn't against humanity giving honor to other people. That's very normal. But what he's telling us is, whatever you do these things, you can do what the Pharisees are doing, of praying and almsgiving and fasting, but do it in secret. Now, some people who don't understand the Bible will say, that means that I just have to go in my room and just do it's just me and Jesus and that's it. Well, then the Bible is not telling the truth when it says, how do we be public witnesses? When Jesus says, go out into the world, but, but it says we got to do things in secret. Come on. What is Jesus saying? Don't look for honor for human beings first before seeking the honor of God. Which is more important, to have people hold you up and say, you're wonderful, you've saved our company, you've saved our country, you you saved our family, our city, our parish. Is that what you live for? Or do you live for honor with God? And sometimes that honor can't be seen or respected or loved by other human beings. Because God reveals things slowly. When you and I are struggling right now with injustice, when people wound us with cruel words, maybe people steal things. Maybe they discriminate against us. Maybe we're rejected and hurt or wounded in, in any way. We kind of feel like, well, they're going to get away with it. And then we built anger. And there's not that forgiveness. And I think maybe you and I can find real comfort to know that God was going to reveal things. That one day the truth will come out. And those who are evil, who purposely harm people, will be exposed for who they are. And hopefully they experience the mercy of God. That's what we want. Right now, as you're hearing this gospel If you're doing things that are not good, there's a way to be comforted with true peace. Approach God. Stop those deeds. Seek forgiveness. And don't be afraid of the future. You know, we've all done things in the past we're ashamed of. And And you know what? When we know the mercy of God, we can simply be grateful and say, thank God I don't do those things anymore. That was in the past, and that's not who I am today. That's what we can really celebrate. But sometimes we approach God with great fear because we stole something in 1963 and God will never forgive us and we can't let it go. That's why God is inviting us to trust in his mercy. And good things will be revealed. And so when we seek honor, not first of other people and place that before, but from God, good things are revealed too of what we've done. Today, as we honor all fathers today, I want to walk with you maybe ways that God reveals to you about fathers and your particular father. You know, we honor all fathers because sometimes they do amazing things that people maybe might not be aware of. My relationship with my father is beautiful. I I love it, and I'm very grateful for my dad. But my dad grew in a generation, and many men experienced that. That may not be your experience, but what I've experienced is men felt this deep obligation and commitment to provide for families. Sometimes they were able to do that in healthy ways, and other times not healthy ways of too many hours or being so preoccupied with financial goods and all that, sometimes they don't always do that right. But maybe they learn along the way. And you know, when you have an older father, you can say, gee, I I wish I didn't spend too much time there. But you learn to love your father. You know, for me, I thought my father was the dumbest person in the world when I was 14 years old, because he didn't know anything. And now that I'm older, I understand he knew a lot. I was the one that didn't know anything. Sometimes we can approach with our fathers like that too, to say, I don't know, they didn't, they didn't know everything, but they did the best they could. How about fathers that are great husbands? One of the greatest things they can do for their children is to love their mothers and be respectful and loving and caring. That's a great gift for fathers as well. Now, some of you are fathers in different ways. Some of you have been able to have that great gift of bringing, cooperating with God, and your wives to bring life into the world. Or whoever that is that you somehow have brought life into the world. That's, that's a beautiful gift. And that's something we can thank all fathers for as well. How about fathers that are great fathers? You know, I always enjoy when, when we learn about studies. About how fathers and daughters relationships are important. I see that all the time when I do a wedding. The joy of those times when a father can walk their daughter down the aisle at the wedding sometimes it's the greatest dream come true other times it's painful because maybe the father hasn't always been there but somehow the daughter wants to forgive wants to give her father another opportunity that's a great thing about honoring fathers that you know it can also be forgiveness as well as healing and so I've enjoyed the friendships I have with many fathers. I'm a father too. I don't know if you knew that or not. That's my first name by many people. huh? And being a father, I feel responsible for people. And I know now what it is to tell people yes and what it's like to tell people no. And that's not always easy. And it's not about being appreciative. I just love being people's fathers. I love it on the football field as well, just to watch young men grow and become young men and do great things in the world here. So, today as we honor fathers, just want to give you a blessing all today. It's not easy being a father. I can tell you that. You know, Mother's Day, everyone buys cards and stuff like that. Dads, it's a little different because sometimes there are things that we have to work through. But you know what? There are great men out there that have been great examples to me. Being good providers, being good husbands, being generous, being men that really are outstanding models for me to follow and a lot of my priesthood is based on men that i've seen in my lives who are fathers including my own father have formed and shaped me to be the man who i am today and i'm very grateful so at this time i'd like to offer a blessing to all fathers you can stand if you'd like and anyone in your in in there with you that uh, might be with your family if you'd like to extend your hands and offer a blessing to your father both living, deceased, whether they're a father that are guardians or have adopted or foster fathers, or maybe you're a father figure to someone who calls you a father by name or you have that role model. We want to pray for you too because that's what it means to be a man of God, to be a fatherly figure for others. Lord God, our country today honors all men with the great gift of title father. We thank you for the blessings you bestowed upon them in being men of honor, men who care and shepherd their families. We pray for all fathers who happen to be in loving relationship with their spouses or other people important in their lives. We pray for great fathering gifts of the raising of children. We pray for any healing that is necessary by any family members or fathers, that they may know the peace that they have done the best they could. And so today, bless the men here. Grant them the grace to continue to be examples of manly love for God's people. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Happy Father's Day to everyone. Thank you for listening to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Homily Podcast. We are Christian Disciples in Mission.